up, everybody? Happy Thirsty Thursday. Welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Moraskin, with yet another wonderful, juicy, fun episode of Jappy Jaws. Make sure you are keeping up with everything Jappy Jaws related on Instagram at Jappy Jaws and on TikTok, Jappy Jaws podcast. Be sure that you are subscribed, reviewing, rating, liking, and turning that notification bell on so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast on whatever streaming platform you're listening to me from. All right, all that fun stuff is out of the way. Jars, what is going on? I missed you all. It's been another minute since we last spoke. I hope you all enjoyed my interview with the wonderful... Becca Moore. I'm actually so obsessed with her. It's disgusting. But I know it's been a little bit since we last spoke. Out of the blue, but necessary. I truly am so excited to chit chat today. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear my interview with the wonderful Anna Hyde and to be back on my Thirsty Thursday schedule. I don't know about you guys, but this past week, there has been so much going on. It's kind of overwhelming, but I'm kind of loving it because I have kind of feel like recently there's been a little bit of a Hollywood pop culture rut. I feel like we're hearing the same things over and over again. But let me tell you, the heat was brought this week. I didn't even plan for that to rhyme and that sounded beautiful. I, I want that trademarked. I don't know. I want that something about me. I own that statement. But before we really get into like, you know, the newsworthy stuff about what we all know, I wanted to give you all a personal update. I feel like I haven't done that in a while. Wanted to check in and give you the latest and greatest on my life if, you know, it interests you. I always love hearing what you guys are up to, your opinions in my DMs. It's literally my favorite thing to wake up and read in the morning. I figured I would, you know, return the information. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen that I have been out and about in New York City. I'm calling myself a certified couch hopper. Since I do not live there just yet, I'm hoping by the end of this year that I will be there full time on my own not couch hopping. I have been bouncing back and forth between my best friend's apartment and my cousin's apartment, but I have literally been out and about every single weekend all across the city, and I would not change a single freaking thing about it. When I'm there, when Friday, Saturday hits, I'm like morphed into a new universe. I just feel like I'm surrounded by positive vibes, good people, good drinks, the whole nine yards. But something I've noticed recently that is another reason that I'm so much happier there and within my personal life is because I'm so much more focused on having a good time and being in the moment rather than worrying about what tomorrow is going to bring or what guy is going to come my way or what guy from my past is going to annoy me. Or when Monday's nine to five hits, what tasks I'm going to have to do for that. None of that matters in that moment. If it comes along, I'll figure it out. But living so momentarily rather than like in that timeline that I've always preached has done me so well and has made such an impact on my mental and social well-being. And I'm encouraging you guys to do that as well. I literally feel like a whole new person. Like during the week, I could be so stressed. I could be so meh. But the moment I'm with these people, the moment I'm in a setting where there's good music and I have a drink in my hand, even if I'm sober, there's just such a difference with what I'm doing and how I feel in that moment because I don't really give a shit about what else could be going on in my life at that moment. It's my little post-grad, pre-grad doozy for you all to kind of try and get yourself in that mindset of really focusing on the now rather than what's going to happen in a scenario that hasn't even happened yet that you're making up in your mind. It's definitely a work in progress, but 
when I'm living presently and I'm in the moment, nothing can stop me. So just some little positivity to bring into your week and into your lives. So I hope you listen, take it with a grain of salt. Haven't said that one in a while. Let me know if when you do apply that to your life, if that makes any difference. Before we really get into today's episode, I wanted to give my quick Oscar recap from this past Sunday. The Oscars are one of my favorite award shows. It was actually my bat mitzvah theme 11 years ago this upcoming June. I've always adored red carpets. I gave out my own little Oscars for everybody that got a candle at my bat mitzvah. I want to be on the red carpet interviewing people. Who knows? Maybe walking as a nominee. Anything is freaking possible if you just believe. I really love the speeches. That is one of my favorite parts about the entire award ceremony is when the winning actor, actress, cinematographer gets up there, is holding their Oscar and is beaming with pride, tells everyone what that Oscar means to them. When I would go to bar bat mitzvahs or sweet 16s, I loved the candle lighting ceremonies. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that ever thought that because I loved hearing what the people that got a candle meant to that person giving them that honor and how much they loved them and impacted their lives. Except for at this one sweet 16 I went to where I shit you not every single person in the room had a candle and it was like time to go and the girl was still going. Anyways, I really do love hearing what the actors and the Academy have to say and seeing and feeling all the different changes made year after year. Obviously, everyone is still talking about, you know, the slap heard around the world. Chris Rock and Will Smith, their altercation, Chris making fun of Jada, Will defending his woman. Whose side are you on? And honestly, I'm conflicted. Even after a few days, I'm still conflicted. I don't know where I truly stand, but I do think it is important to reflect on actions like this and on the stars and what that night meant for so many people, even if they didn't win. I think people often forget that this is Hollywood. This is all acting. We always have to expect the unexpected. So is it shocking that he got up and slapped him on national television live? Fuck yes. Surprising? Absolutely not. But that's the beauty in hearing everyone's words and watching. There's no need to keep harping on what happened. The headlines will be gone in about a week or two. I think it's going on far too long now. Everything that needs to be handled should be handled within. And we need to really focus on the importance of what this night does and means. History was made for so many people, movies, so much that we should be focusing more so on rather than a slap. And I think the two of them need to just move forward. I think we all as consumers need to move forward. We all need to learn to do better. Period. Boo. Check, please. Do better. Learn and educate ourselves. I think everyone needs to just regroup. Remember what this night is truly all about and stop harping on, you know, the silliness of Chris Rock and Will Smith. Also, the fucking red carpet looks and the Vanity Fair looks, chef's kiss, loved it. But on to today's episode, I could not continue on without implementing our favorite thing to do every single Thursday, and that is our drinking game. So for those of you that need a quick little refresher, every time myself or my guests mention a topic, word, or phrase, I am encouraging you all to take a swig, a shot, a gulp of whatever you have next to you. If you're over the age of 21, I'm going to recommend tequila and tequila always. And also my guess is a tequila drinker as well. But if you're under the age of 21 or don't feel like drinking on a Thursday, water, Red Bull, coffee, pre-workout, whatever you got handy, 
But whenever you hear the word YouTube, I want you to take a nice swig of whatever you are sipping on. With that being said, I am so excited for today's episode. Seriously, a interview come true, if you will. I have been such a fan of Anna's YouTube channel for what seems like forever. She is one of those content creators that always keep you so engaged and wanting more. She's so interesting. She's so open. And I absolutely love that about her. And she gets really in depth about her personal life and how she got into what she's doing and where she plans on going in the near future. I really don't want to spoil anything else. So without further ado, here is Miss Anna Hyde. I'm so excited today because I've been following this person on YouTube for literally what seems like forever since I'm in college. One of those YouTubers that you put on. It's a feel good thing. It feels like you're on FaceTime with a friend. And I think that's what a lot of people look for in a YouTuber. So I'm so excited because today I am joined by YouTuber Anna Hyde. How are you? Hi, I'm good. That intro made me so happy. Oh, oh I'm glad. We were talking a little bit beforehand, so I kind of already got to talk to her a little, but I wanted to throw it back a little. What I've been doing recently is I've been doing like fun little icebreaker questions before I really get into it with my guests. So my first question for you is what is Anna's biggest pet peeve? Oh gosh. Anna's biggest pet peeve is it's when people don't respond in text and that's so hypocritical because I don't respond. <laughs> but it's like when I'm like, I need something, I need to res- or at least a comfort or when you vent, you know? And then yeah. You're like, oh my God, I'm so annoying. Why aren't you answering me right away? Yeah. Even though sometimes I'll get distracted and do the same thing. Totally fair. Rank these fast food chains, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. What's your order? Ooh, ooh. I'm not huge on any of those, but I think I'd have to do Wendy's, then McDonald's, then Burger King. I I agree. Burger King. <laughs> Burger King, I used to like when I was younger, but now like their french fries have this like cardboard taste and uh, I don't yeah. like that. Wait, McDonald's could be moved up because their soft serve is literally the best thing ever. My roommate from college has an addiction to their fountain soda. Like it's not healthy. It's, it hits different. It bubbles different or something. I'm not like a big soda person. So like I haven't been able to relate the same, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word. You get it. I'll get a happy meal. It's fine. <laughs> Balance. All right. Last icebreaker. What is your thoughts? Do you have a top sheet or do you not have a top sheet? Like the thin blanket. Yes, I have a top sheet. Me looking at my bed. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like the top sheet too. Yeah, I need it because I don't like to touch my duvet or like I don't want to. So I need something. I also like layers and because the top sheet is so thin, like when it's hot, it's like, oh, I could still have it on. Yes, yes, totally agree. Okay, that was fun. But I want you to introduce yourself, tell everyone where you're from, what you do, and how you kind of got started in social media. Okay, so I'm Anna. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Well, it's like 20 minutes, 30 outside of Atlanta. I just say that because so many people are like, where's Canton, Georgia? But if you know, that's cool. And then I went to school at the University of South Carolina. I got to say that now instead of USC since everyone's always like, oh, California. And I'm like, no. (laughs) But yeah, I went to school there. I did four and a half half years because I was a nursing major and I'm sure we'll get into that more of that later but how I got into social media I also cheered at my school and I've cheered my whole life so I feel like I was always that girl on the cheer team that would make like the end of the year videos like just everything like I just loved filming everything simply just for me to look back on and it wasn't until I mean I always took pictures and stuff Stingrays was a really popular all-star cheer gym and that's where I cheered in high school I feel like that was pretty popular but I still wasn't like popping off on anything yet just kind of like oh it's a Stingrays cheerleader you know and then I got to college and I didn't start freshman year I was too much of a mess (laughs) I didn't really start vlogging or anything until sophomore year 
year I started vlogging my cheer season kind of and I guess it was just people liked seeing like what an SEC cheerleader day in the life like it was just a very good like niche niche whatever it is that I had going so that started my YouTube channel that started slow but I think what really got things going was junior year TikTok I think the only reason my TikTok like was so successful at first was because I hopped on the train when like it wasn't cool for our age to do it all the little kids and I was like mm, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and my friends are like what are you doing like joking and then I don't know we just we would make them in our uniforms and people used our TikToks to like tell us that we're losing and doing bad but like it gained millions of views of people arguing yeah more exposure so I was like keep going keep going <laughs> but yeah I think that just like across all platforms bounced back like intertwined with all three so that's really the start of Anna and social media mm-hmm. like you said you've always been the person making videos how did you learn to edit because editing I know especially for podcasts it's very similar with like audio and Adobe <laughs> Final Cut did you just like sit down one day and like teach yourself or was it kind of like as you were doing it you were learning more for the longest time I did iMovie which I think iMovie's not too hard to work like just mm-hmm. the splitting and stuff but then when I got super serious a couple years ago I bought Final Cut that definitely was something I had look up tutorials I never took like a class or anything I low-key should have because I probably watched way too many aesthetic YouTube tutorials <laughs> day I still watch them like I feel like it's a never-ending process like I'm just always learning how I can like step up my editing and I also have friends in the industry now who like are super sweet and we all like share tips and stuff oh that's awesome and then I know you like were making fun of yourself on TikTok but it really did help like kickstart whatever you've done now is you were known as like the preset girl. <laughs> so yeah. how did you get into making presets? Because I remember every phase of presets. And there's this one girl that I still follow. And I'm like, why, why are you supposed to do that? Where it's like everyone wanted to look like they were in the ocean. Then everyone wanted to be gray. Everybody yeah. wanted to be orange. But like you really kickstarted that movement. I, I can't believe I forgot that in social media. That I think that was a big turning point besides like outside the cheer. It's all about hopping on things early. So I was going abroad, studying abroad. My parents said I had to pay for half of it. And so they were trying to come up with ideas for how I can raise money for it. And my mom was like, you can do a lemonade stand. Like, <laughs> I was like what? No. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do make my own presets. And they like laughed. They were like, okay, but like, what's that? Like everyone was kind of like, what's that? But do you know who Aspen Ovard is? Yes. She's like a big YouTuber. She uses the very soft and light and bright presets. Uh, They're not like orangey, but they're definitely not what I use anymore. But I bought those like right when she came out with them. They were like $50 and everyone was like, oh my God, you're stupid. You just spent $50 on a filter. And I was like, maybe. I still look good. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, they're cute. And then I was like, you know what? Let's, I'm going to make my own for more affordable. And so that day I spent like on the couch 24 hours, like looking up Lightroom tutorial, buying Lightroom, like all this stuff. Adobe, oh my God, exporting James, like, I'm not a tech person. I went deep into it. Like it was a lot of work. <laughs> and then finally I tweaked it to where I liked them and sold them for 20 bucks. Literally within the first day, I think I made what I needed to make. Like, I don't know how. Wow it popped off like that. But I think it was like, like I would go out to bars like at my school and girls would come up to me and be like, oh my God, like I literally have your presets, you're in high. And I was like, what? Like, that's me. I was like, what the heck? You know me? And then I got to the point where my, my guy friends would literally like be in a bar marketing my presets. Like, I don't know. It was really cool. And then like presets, like I'm sad that they're kind of out now. Everyone's like the no filter filter moment, which is cool. But like, I mean, I don't even use my presets anymore, but it was kind of like my Instagram was like a walking advertisement for my presets. Yeah. 
so so cool because people will be like oh my god I want because I did this I'm like I want my feet to look like hers purchase like the amount of times I've done that so I guess that's kind of how that happened so interesting because it really does show you how much social media and like anything that we see online has grown over the last like what when did you do that three years ago, four years ago, 19. Yeah. Three, four years ago. Oh, it's, that's so it, weird. I know. It's so crazy. Whenever I talk about like graduating from high school, I'm like, I graduated in 2016. I'm like, holy shit. That's a long time ago. Like, I'm it's scary. What's your whole take on like the way that social media has kind of evolved in that time frame? I mean, I loved it when I like, I still love it, but I think the prime time, my favorite when it was happy, enjoyable was like, my junior senior year of college I don't know if it was because cheer or what but I just don't think it was as much pressure maybe it's because I was so busy and I didn't have time to think yeah I think my biggest struggle with it right now is like especially being in New York and moving and not having like that post-grad is a huge adjustment on its own so with social media I still get comments everyone's like oh like what are you gonna do now like do you just do nothing like where's cheer we want cheer where's your roommates where's it I'm like you guys like we have to grow up like I yeah. need I need my audience to want to grow up with me you know because you just can't do that thing forever so I feel like it's a huge pressure to like stay relevant and like right now there's a lot of trends which I I do love it's like inspiring seeing those TikToks like the eight girl TikToks but so many of them is just exhausting Austin trying to keep up with everything yeah. and then I'm like take a step back and I'm like you don't have to like I don't know so I guess it's just like a comparing thing I think it's getting like worse now more than ever I don't know if that's just me not being as busy so like being able to like stress about it more but I've been trying to like get better about that for sure but I think the how it is now I think it's only gonna get worse honestly not for me but like just social media in general so do you also think because like that's a great way to look at it because some people wouldn't necessarily think that they'd be like oh like I'm just gonna filter it out do you think having that also in the back of your mind knowing that like there are gonna be times in your life like cheer there was like I guess an end date or college an end date do you think that kind of made you respect and kind of humble yourself a little bit more growing up and doing social media more oh for sure like honestly challenged me and every day is a challenge because I'm like, but it's like a good creative challenge. Like I'm like, okay, stop looking at it negatively and being like, that was my peak. Frick, I'm done. Like, because sometimes I'll, that's my biggest fear of peaking college. I don't want that. Like, I don't want <laughs> yeah. to be bored, depressed, like sad in my life. Like, so I'm like, you know what? No, it's like you have that loyal group of followers, which I do. And I'd rather have that than like one video blow up. My YouTube is like where I work my hardest. And you know how hard that is to like build and like versus a TikTok will accidentally blow up of me like mm. pumping gas like just I don't even know there's random ones that blow up it's consistency too yeah exactly YouTube like I work really hard get this consistent content and like still I'm like oh my gosh like why are these not popping off but I'm like okay it is a consistent amount of views for YouTube and I have that consistent real audience so that's been very nice but no it definitely has been I'm like shoot like college it was just easy like felt like the shit and then I'm like Okay, never mind. You got to work to keep this. <laughs> kind of want to backtrack because I want to get into your cheer background a little bit. You grew up, like you said, going to cheer your entire life, being for teams at school, cheering at a D1 school, which is absolutely insane. Did you ever have a moment where you're like, maybe I'll go pro? Maybe I'll try out for like a football team's cheer? Oh, team? no, because I mean, maybe when I was like little, this is so unknown, but every NFL cheer team that you see is the dancers from college. Like it is so rare for it to be the cheerleaders like like there's certain ones I maybe could make but they're not a, like elite like Falcons are like I don't know they're all like our dance the Carolina girls the dance team tries out for them so I cannot dance so I just know I wouldn't even make these teams I loved all-star cheer so much 
like it was very hard for me to let go. I almost didn't even go to South Carolina. I almost stayed and went to a nearby school so I could keep doing stingrays forever. But I knew after college that was going to be it. Were you a big cheer stan when that came out on Netflix? Oh my gosh, yes. And it's so crazy because I was like, college chilled me out, but I was the biggest cheer freak ever. Like I knew everybody. Like I actually like literally like some of those people follow me. We follow each other. Like it was just so weird having everyone be exposed finally to what all like cheer. What it's like. I was like, thank God somebody had to do it. I loved it. And they portrayed it very well. And it was really weird too seeing the new season because I was like, oh, I remember where I was when they just got the news of Daytona being canceled. But it was crazy. So you really started off your YouTube channel kind of showing off practices, what it was like to be a cheerleader at a D1 school. And then that kind of went into, you know, vloggy and being what it is now. A number one thing that I think a lot of creators sometimes do struggle with is figuring out what to keep on and offline because you've been so transparent and I really respect that on your platform. You've been very open about your family, your personal life, school Do you ever struggle still or kind of had to toss up whether or not you want to share something? Yeah, I'm just so transparent. It's normally not a matter of me wanting to share because normally that answer is yes. It's a matter of if I should because, Mm -hmm. well, in college, the struggle was always everyone's always out to get the little cute cheerleaders in trouble. Like that is a huge thing. Like even without social media, people literally like email our coach, like her bow's on wrong. Like what? Like random people. Like it's crazy. My coaches were just used to it getting like messages emails. Yeah, not me doing anything wrong, just like people picking at nothing. So, and then on top of that, nursing, I've struggled with a little bit too. I've never gotten in serious trouble, but just like random comments or like very much do have to think about that. So I'm going to take a step back and be like, okay, like think of it how, like sometimes for me, I close my eyes and I'm like, okay, imagine you're cheer coaching every ounce of content or comment or TikTok, Mm -hmm. especially Instagram. I'm pretty good at like being, you know, like fine. And, but Instagram should be personal. I don't think Instagram's as harmful as something that is more of a platform base, which is TikTok and YouTube. Exactly. And sometimes YouTube, that's where I have to be careful because for some reason it takes so long to film, edit, and then upload. And then, so sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't even feel like I'm like talking to anyone, like whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? People do watch that. Like maybe yeah. you should cut that out, but I haven't had knock on wood troubles since <laughs> graduated but I definitely got to keep in mind I'm applying to nursing jobs like and I I don't want people to think I do bad things it's just like some things I do want to be more reserved about more professional about but other than that I feel like I try to find a good balance I'm pretty open about like you said uh, my family and school too like that's where I get a close personal audience because I love Mm -hmm. connecting with everyone and I started responding to all my dms with the more time I have and I love connecting with people that way so it's cool and everyone's like thank you so much for talking about this like I can relate like all that it's so amazing because And I think one of the things that drew me to your channel personally and a lot of other people that I know that watch you is because you were YouTubing all throughout college. Like normally there are YouTubers that are like, oh, and like I was a communications major. So I could say this like, oh, I'm a comm major, whatever. But you don't normally see nursing majors. You don't normally see engineers making YouTube channels. And you were very vocal about your struggles in school, about what you were doing, about the NCLEX, like everything like that. When I saw your video when you passed, like I was like, I feel so excited for her because it's like when you have such a following that's been following you along since your freshman sophomore. Exactly. It's like, we're passing in a way too. So how did you kind of figure out that balance? Because it was probably the most hectic time of your life 
going through school, studying that, but also you have a job to do. No. Yeah. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, how did that version of me do that? Cause now everything slowed down, but like, it was always balancing like school cheer. And then social life was huge for me. Like on the weekends, especially I was just like, I, it's not like I was like partying every weekend, but I needed something to look forward to. Like it was the only mm-hmm. way to like get through so during the week I would like honestly make myself like go crazy like go so hard and like I struggled especially it'd be hard because like I'd be studying studying and then like interrupt it for cheer practice for three hours and be like oh my gosh like I do not have time for this like I would end up taking my stuff to cheer to study on water breaks like it got to that point and I think that's why like you said like a lot of people like were like oh my gosh like that was my biggest question if you're like how do you do nursing cheer and social media and I was like I don't know you guys like (laughs) I do my my manager's I have a management team for social media, so they helped a ton in college on like taking up like a load of that off my shoulders, which is very nice. But as for nursing, it just, I think it is hard too, because a lot of my other friends with other majors, I'm not saying any other majors are mm-hmm. are easier. It seems they have more busy work than studying and I didn't have yeah. work, but like if I physically didn't study, I would fail the exam. Like there's no way around that. So that was the hardest part for me was like learning because in high school, I just didn't have to study. So I think bouncing like the studying, but I always would use the weekend plans with my friends, like dinners as rewards. So now that you're out of college, you know, all that's done, cheers done. And you're moving on into the real world, living in New York City. You took the big jump by moving to New York City. Mm-hmm. How has it been not having as much on your plate? I mean, you were still studying for the NCLEX, which I know we're going to talk about in a little. But mm-hmm. what has it been like now that you have so much more time on your hands? It's been so nice. Okay, I'm like a person who like always needs something to be busy or else I'll like overthink everything. Especially when I'm struggling with stuff or going through like big things. I'm like, I just cope by staying busy. It's probably not the healthiest, but this is what I do. So for me, it was like... I've been very distracted and like, it's been good because I've had so much to do with the moving process. Like I could not feel guilty about going on Etsy and ordering stuff and planning my room, which is why like I've been so excited about doing it because I've actually had the time to do that. And then I've also been able to like edit videos how I want, spend time on them, like try out workout classes. So it's been so nice to like actually like try out things I like to do and want to do. Not that I don't like nursing, but like you don't like studying. So it's been nice to really focus on me and doing that. Right when I was reaching the point where I was like, okay, I need something to do is when I got my ATT that I can start studying for the NCLEX. Mm -hmm. So that was nice because then I was like, okay, now it's time to study. Now I'm at this point and now we're starting to apply for jobs. So it hasn't been like, I've not been going stir crazy, but I'm like, I am ready to start a nursing job. Like I'm super excited about that. You're going at like a steady pace where you're not like rushing to get a job, but you're like actively doing something to get there. Yes. And I'm so glad I didn't do it all at once. Like everyone was like, you can apply when you're still in school and do this. But I knew with the move, with social media, with everything, like I want to do one thing at a time like move here get my ATG study for the NCLEX take the NCLEX apply for jobs so I'm like happy I'm doing it that way I think that's the best way to do because in a way you kind of had to grow up quicker because you were already doing a full-time job while still being a student and Mm -hmm. trying to you know get everything done while being a kid in college so I give you a lot of credit because not many people can handle it the way that you did I want to talk about the NCLEX so I have some friends from college that also took that test I know how rigorous it is I mean Mm -hmm. I never took it I don't plan on it. So I'm glad you (laughs) and other people did. I have a lot of respect, but I won't be me. So can you explain to people, because I do have a lot of people, especially girls that want to be nurses and they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. So why don't you break down what the NCLEX is? Okay. So 
basically and all my friends are so confused who like don't know anything about nursing because they're like are you kidding like you literally did all this work and went through hell at school and you're not done like you can't just apply <laughs> for a job and I'm like no like Bessie you're not like so basically the NCLEX it's kind of like most nursing schools they'll know what this is the HESI and the T's you have to take to get in it's kind of like a standardized test but I think it's a standardized test on crack like <laughs> I didn't my school didn't require an entry test my school did something where you take patho before upper division and that's our weed out class so I didn't have to take one of those. So I was not the last standardized test I took was the ACT. So it was like a long time. That seems, yeah, that word. Oh God, I just got a shiver down my spine. But I really had no idea what I was getting myself into with the NCLEX because nursing school, at least my school, they literally talk about it like multiple times a week for your full four years. Like they're like, we're just preparing for the NCLEX. Like nursing school teaches you how to take a test. They don't teach you how to be a, re- a nurse. You learn that on the job. And that's yeah. what my, all my friends told me because like I was freaking out in clinical, like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. Like they're like, you will learn that on the job. Like they teach you to pass your NCLEX. You know, they want to look good. Like that makes yeah. sense. I was always scared. It was like this big, bad NCLEX that teachers talk about, like my school too. Okay. And it sucked during it because our tests were so freaking hard. And I know nursing schools are different. I know some are easier than others and some are harder. I don't even mean to be like that. Like they are the top, some of the top of the nation. And we had a hundred percent NCLEX pass rate for the past four years. So I was like, no pressure. I might make it 99.9. <laughs> but so it was just like a big thing looming over our shoulders. Basically it's a test. And like I said, it's standardized. It can be anywhere from 75 to to 145 questions. You do not know when it will cut off. You do not know what questions you're going to get. It could be peds, OB, med search, farm, foundations, any topic. You can't just study a week before. I personally, I wanted to take it ASAP after I graduated. I've had people tell me they studied for months and I was like, I kind of just want to get it over with. My school, I know they overprepared us. I got to that test. I was like, my school like made our test harder so they knew we'd be okay. So now I'm grateful for that. During it, when I was barely getting by, barely passing that 75 marker, I was not okay with it. But it then collects is also weird too, because if you feel like you did bad, you did good because each question you get, if you get it right, they give you a harder question, give you a harder question. So it's so weird because I, most of my tests was select all that applies. If you're a nursing student, you know what that is. It's sent from hell. There's like five options. If you choose three and four were right, you're wrong. If you choose two and three were right, like, Oh my God. That's all five can be right. I have a headache. (laughs) But basically three fourths of my test was select all that apply in the NCLEX. And I was like, either they hate me or I'm doing good because these are hard. And then, so mine cut off at 75 and that either means you did really good and you opted out. They don't need to test you anymore. Or you literally did so bad. So it's as you're going that you'll know how many questions you're gonna get yeah yeah you don't know and so I hit next on 74 and I was like is it gonna cut off mine cut off but some wow. people go as far as to like 143 like it could be anything and I've known people who have passed in that but it's more likely to fail if you go past 75 is what I'm gathering so I was like okay I either did really good or like I really blew this <laughs> interesting I've never really thought of it like that because when I think of a test I just think of like sitting there writing your name at the top and you know just go 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 whatever you have to do uh, trust me I love my degree I'm very thankful for my very expensive degree yeah. but I'm glad that that was the degree I chose because I don't know if I could have done that especially being your shoes so what's one of the things about you know being a nursing student now being an official BSN RN that has surprised you most about yourself? I feel like I've been surprised at like how much I love it because honestly, during nursing school, like the beginning, like I got to a phase where I was like down bad. I don't want to do this anymore. I literally got in front of my family. I was like, read them a thing. I was like, I'm changing my major senior year. Like I'm done. Like I can't do this. I don't enjoy it. In nursing school, you do like the scut work. So you like 
do what the techs do. I mean, do stuff you won't do as a nurse. So you clean, you just do all that stuff. And then I was on a med search floor and I know I want to do peds, which is fine. It was cool. And I learned a lot, but like, I just had to take a step back and realize that like, it won't be like this forever. In high school, I just didn't put much effort into studying but like I've honestly like blown myself away with how far I've come like I never in a million years thought I could like pass all those tests like when I tell you like it was close call a lot of times like it just feels so good when you like have failed so many times for it to pay off surprised me that like I just found that passion like being in the clinical setting even when it was med surge I just felt so accomplished like even just giving the right like giving that medication like doing this task very exciting to like figure out this is right for me Well, congratulations. It sounds like you're doing the right thing, that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I'm excited that you are now no longer a Southerner. Well, I mean, you'll always be (laughs) my heart, but you're now a New Yorker. Whenever anybody from the South moves to New York, and don't get me wrong, I love New York. I want to live in New York probably for the rest of my life. During the months of like end of November to March, I hate living in New York because of the weather. And I always am like, why the hell do you want to come to New York during this weather when you get like 60 is your lowest? What made you move to New York? Okay. So I, (laughs) I was somebody who always wanted to, I knew after college, I was like, I wanted big city. I knew that I wanted Mm -hmm. big city. I wanted to take a risk because I know when I'm older, I can settle down wherever. And like, I'll probably do that closer to family. Like, I don't know. But while I'm young, I want to do something big. I tried LA. I thought, that's where I wanted to be. I told everyone I was moving to LA and I'm so glad I did this. I did a fifth year for nursing. So before that I did like a two month Airbnb trial in LA, which I'm so happy I did that because it was really cool. And I got some really cool experiences, had really fun summer. I met one of my best friends, Amanda, and we knew each other through YouTube, but you know, you just never know how people from the internet are going to be, but she's literally my best friend. She's actually moving back to New York now. So I'm so excited. She was in LA when I moved there. So we became best friends. I just think if she wasn't there, I would have like, it was just so easy to lose yourself there. It is just so easy. Really? Like, I know it's cliche and everyone says like, everyone's fake in LA, but like so many people I met were, and it was just very like, I'm already like insecure and you go out to a club and like, oh my gosh, it is just so draining, honestly. And I don't know if it's because I was going to these parties where it was like that or what, but just in general, like people are more cold and like they'll just do what they need to do to get to the top and that's fine but there's no self-awareness right I feel like here it's more like you do your own thing like go off like fine everyone's doing what chilling and I feel like I'm more that vibe than like perfect we need this that so I went there for two months realized I don't want to move there and then I was like okay what now I was considering Atlanta obviously for home but I kind of wanted to go away for a little bit Charlotte a lot of people from my school go there post-grad and then New York, I've always had in my mind, New York, LA, but I never thought I would like actually move to New York. And then me and my roommate, Autumn, visited here for Halloween. And I don't know. I just freaking loved it. I loved the chaotic energy. I felt like I am chaotic energy. So I felt like I just fit in. And so my roommate was already moving there too, Autumn. And I just met her. It's so weird. We're best friends, but I just met her in August. Oh, what? Yeah. You would think we'd known each other for so long, but I met her in August and we decided to live together. And then she's moving to New York. She got a job and I was like, I'll come. So I did. And here you are now. Here I am. (laughs) Isn't your dad originally from New York too? Yeah. So he's from like upstate New York. Okay. At Northeastern in Boston. So So he really well prepared you for this. Yeah. He was like very excited about it. And my aunts and uncles lived and met in New York too. So my family loves it and loves that I'm here. So when they visit, it's so fun. Show us your favorite spots. I was like, y'all, I've been here a month. Like, you show me. You show me yours. Yeah. (laughs) What's something about New York that you absolutely love? And what's something about New York that you absolutely hate? Be brutal. Okay. Okay. Let's think. I love not driving. And everyone's like, really? 
I love it. I love walking <laughs> everywhere. I haven't had a bad subway experience, knock on wood, but I try to not do the subway as much. The buses are underrated. I love taking me a bus. I feel safer. I'm above ground. There's not as many great, but I love walking too. I'm sure I'll walk more when it's not 20 degrees. Oh my God. It's amazing. So I love that. I'm not a good driver. I driving gives me anxiety. So I've just not missed driving at all. So that's been cool for me and gas prices. That's nice to avoid. I hate, this is cliche, but literally I hate how every iced coffee I get is $8 and 50 cents. I get my iced coffee every single day and it's not far off. So I get it. I know. And they're like upcharge for vanilla and oat milk, but it's funny. Cause like, I'll just validate that. But like, I just, I won't validate like us turning on our AC cause our electric bill will go on, <laughs> but like, the heat. but yeah, I don't know. It's been a big adjustment on like budgeting and stuff, which like, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, I'm a grown up. We need to start looking at that, but it's just crazy how much you can spend here, especially on the weekends. I do good during the week, like cooking, but the weekends, Oh, really? Just you get a bag out. of chips at a restaurant and it's thirty dollars. Gosh, yes. And then you go out and like we'll go to brunch on Saturday and then we'll get a drink. And they're like, oh, let's go pop in for another drink. Oh, let's go shopping. Oh, we're already out. Let's get dinner. And I'm like, okay, there's that. But it's so fun. So for now we're good. But like <laughs> eventually it's definitely something that you gotta keep your eye on because and I love that you're open about that too, because everybody always says, I want to move to New York. I want to move to a big city. New York and LA are not far off with their prices. Let's be real. It's a price you have to pay not to be cliche. If you want to live in those places, like you really need to learn how to budget yourself. And I love that you share that on your platform because no one's going to really tell you that. Oh yeah. The only reason I do, and I didn't for a minute, but I shared my rent in a video I did recently because I was like, I remember I was researching and struggling so hard to find rent and affordable and I wanted transparency. It is a weird topic, but it's not when like it helps people. I've done a couple of what I spend in a weekend that I've blown up or whatever. My ones on TikTok, everyone's like loving, but I posted, sometimes I'll post my TikToks on reels and it got to like a weird side of like older people, Instagram. And they were literally like, so stupid. Like, this isn't realistic. Give me a break. You got these things for free. Like, you need to grow. Like, you don't know how to spend money. And I was like, okay, I'm young. I just moved to New York. Let me buy, like, you know. Let me get my $8 coffee. Correct. Like, (laughs) if it makes me happy, I'll do it. Exactly. And I think you said in one of your videos, I'm really acting like such a fangirl. I'm embarrassing myself. No, I love it. You, like, said in one of your videos, like, well, I'm already at the coffee shop studying. So, like, I might as well just get another. Like, it's stupid for me not to. Like, if I'm there, I might as well. Right. And that's why I got to stop myself from going to a coffee shop every day to study. I mean, hey, now that you don't need to study anymore, maybe it'll help your bank account a little bit. True. That is true. (laughs) You're 22? Yes, 22. Okay. So you're 22. You are at the prime of our lives, I guess. That's what people like to say. You're living in the big city. What's something about your 20s that like you never expected and now especially living in New York City? Like what has shocked you? Oh, that's a hard question. I feel like life in general post-grad for example like I live with three other girls and I love it we found like two other roommates through a Facebook page wow yeah and they're they're friends and me and Autumn were friends and we're all such good friends and it works so well but it's funny because like at first when I just moved here I was like waking up super late like because I was not like I was giving myself a break after nursing school and then I'd like wake up and they'd be on their lunch break because they they've had their jobs like immediately so they've been wow well I'll come home and like just have a little couch time like watch euphoria everyone talks about their days and I'm just like we are grown-ups like we talk about health insurance now yeah like we are all talking about how to do taxes like calling our dads and I was just like I can't believe like I'm like a 
living, breathing, functionable, like (laughs) working, living on my own, like paying rent. It's really crazy. Like walk to the gym and be like, I'll just stop and be like, what am I doing? Like, when did I move here? Like, it's just so crazy to like think about. My biggest thing too is people loved this on my channel. Like my roommates in college, we were like the best of friends. And I think people loved like our little friend group. And so it's been really weird. Like everyone being in different places in their lives. Like some are closer to getting married. Some are still in school. Some are doing this. So it's been sad, like not being like, super close to all like in college you know you can walk outside and just there's party everywhere your friends are everywhere so it's been so nice having my roommates because I'm somebody who can't I don't think I can live alone yet I like being able to go to my room alone but then go out and like have people to vent to or people to mm-hmm. be there for me so I feel like that's just been the biggest thing I don't know if that answered the question that's kind of all no, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah no I appreciate that answer I think it's very telling if someone is able also to live with people you're never going to have like a perfect living situation and I right. think someone that is able to be like listen like I do value my alone time but I also value the time that I do have with those people that are door away makes it even better because then it's also like you're able to balance both prioritizing your own space versus like being in a group setting. Yes, that's exactly it. Like it's a good balance. Like if I want to stay in here, I can. I want to go out, I can. Like I I love it. But you also, and I think this is a big thing in your 20s too, especially after college, you're in a long distance relationship. Oh my gosh, unfortunately. (laughs) How has that been going? How is Chad? Okay, so it's been really good, honestly. Like it literally makes the time we have together so much more special. Like it's not like we've always been like right at school. So it's like, okay, after class, I'll come over. Like it's been so easy. He can't move me in. Like even before my dad came, our parents didn't come because there was like nothing to move, you know? Yeah. Our boyfriends just came. And then when he left, like, oh my God, it was so sad. We both cried because we were just like, uh. but what's been helping us is he doesn't leave or I don't leave until we plan the next time we see each other. I think that's a very good tip. Somebody told me that tip. I made a TikTok and it did good. And a lot of people were giving advice. Just always plan the next time you see each other because that gives you something to look forward to. Oh, this is another tip somebody gave me. We've tried talk less during the day and then call at night. And then you okay. have more substance and everything to talk about versus like, like you obviously can text her today. I'm not saying don't, but like not as much. Cause then it's like more exciting. You have like your set time at night to like FaceTime yeah. and like just go over everything, but able to keep up like once a month visits for like a week. I've been down there once. He's been, he's been up here three times. I'm like, you like it. Here. You owe a visit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird going back to Columbia, South Carolina. I'm like, like, it's just, I love Columbia, but like, I could never live there. But it's just so funny because, like, the age range there now is my viewer. So different. Really? Yes. It's crazy. Like, here, I don't get recognized at all, which I expect it fully to not get recognized here. South Carolina, like, literally, we'll be at a bar off freshmen running up, being like, you're literally the reason I'm at the school. Like, boa, like, literally, like, oh. probably like 20 to 30 a night. I'm like, what the heck? Like, that is the big craziest thing to me. I'm like, I can't believe I made your college decision for you. But like, it makes sense, I guess, because I typed in USC cheer, USC Zeta. There was like not really YouTube videos. Maybe like people do that. I don't know. It's so crazy. I wish I had more people like you when I was going to college too, because I would do that and I would find jack shit. I'd find like some random recruitment video and I'm like, what's that? (laughs) I'm like, what is recruitment? Like, what is sisterhood? Like, you know, like stupid shit like that. Like a sit down, like all that stuff. I needed that as well. So I was like, I'll just do it. (laughs) But it was so weird because like one time we were at this football game last season and somebody came up to me, my roommate, and she was literally Hungarian and she said she moved to the States because of my videos. Wow. like, that makes it all worth it. No, it does. It's the coolest thing to hear. But I'm also like, because of silly old me, like it's so you're cool doing now. it. I mean, <laughs> look, you're making quite an impact. And I think you also have such like this radiance and energy behind you. And it really does radiate when you're on the screen, when someone's watching your videos. And I think that's why people do, because it's like, 
oh my god that's my friend Anna even though like we're not friends but like she does it so I like it it's influencing compliment thank you I love that no it's for real like you're really making a difference and I appreciate that too but I wanted to play a quick little game with you because I know you're a little bit of a party you're like myself and you like (laughs) to go out you like to have fun you're a big are you a tequila person yep Okay, me too. So everybody knows I'm obsessed with the pregame game. It is legit the funnest game in the entire world. The OG deck is my favorite. You can use code JJ10 for 10% off. But I pulled four cards, even though we're not together and we're not drinking, but I pulled four cards that I think you could do while not drinking. So tell us your most embarrassing story. Oh, gosh. Oh, so in cheer, there's this thing when you tumble tumble pee every cheerleader knows it It happens you can't help it when you're doing a million flips you tumble pee like and so when like is it like a sprinkle or is it like yeah a full-on pee (laughs) not a full-on pee but like sometimes it's like noticeable so like we were going full out at a full-out party this is in high school and it was so bad like I knew like I was wearing like Nike pros I knew you could see and I couldn't just run off the stage and I was so I literally just had to and I was a flyer so I was like pulling a heel stretch and I was like I know people can see this. Oh my God. So after I had to run off and I'm like, that was so embarrassing. I'm so sorry that you had to do that and relive that. But hopefully now that you're not cheering and you just tumble for fun, it won't happen as often. Oh, I don't even tumble for fun. We're done with that. (laughs) Done with it. My body's done with that. (laughs) Done. Pass the aux. So obviously we're not playing music because I don't want to get copyrighted, but I'm going to switch it around. So when you're on aux at a pregame or party, what's the first song you put on? I'm such a playlist stealer. Like I'll go on Spotify and literally steal people's playlists. I love, um, I feel like Drake's just always a good vibe. Yes. My not like did. a go hard, but it's a good vibe. Um, when I'm, when it's not like a pregame or anything, my favorite, I've loved, I love Tate McRae, but oh, that's yes. my feels. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. When feel like shit finally came out, like the entire song, I like nothing, nothing else played. I literally saw her live at um, <gasps> down and I was like in the front row and I was like, Oh my God, I literally love you. Like she is so cool. I love that. Right. Fuck, marry, kill. So we're not going to disrespect Chad. This is just, you know, <laughs> hypothetical. So I'm going to give you Jacob Elordi. Um, what's a good one. Let me find a YouTuber that I could think of. Josh Richards. That's the first. One oh my gosh. Find. And then my third one is going to have to be Chad Michael Murray, but like in the One Tree Hill days, Chad Michael Murray. Oh, well, the One Tree Hill version. Is Jacob not? He's not, not Nate. He's Jacob okay. Elordi. Okay. I'm like, I, I would like kill him, but okay. That's hard. I would kill Josh. I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> he's adorable, but like, no. No, thanks. I would fuck Jacob and marry Chad. All right. Fair, fair. I think a wholesome, like good husband. I know. And Jacob, I don't know. He just plays too many fuck boy guys. guys. Like I can't see him. Yeah. But that accent is what gets me. Yeah. That was definitely fun. Everyone go check out the pregame game. And it was so fun having you on and talking more about your journey. Why don't you let everyone know your postgrad juicy, some food for thought, life advice that you've realized post-grad and beyond okay your life is not over it's just beginning that's really simple as that that really is out of me I didn't even plan that (laughs) oh I love that why don't you tell everyone also where they can find you on YouTube TikTok Insta so my YouTube you just type in Anna Hyde it's H-E-I-D not like Hyde um Instagram's the same and then TikTok I think there's an underscore in between Anna and Hyde Awesome. I will also link it in the episode description below. Thank you so much. This is so great. And I'm so excited for you to continue to be a New Yorker. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. We'll have to hang soon. 
She is the cutest combination of a Southern belle and a new New Yorker. She was an absolute treat. I hope you all enjoyed our conversation. Thank you again to Anna. Make sure you check out her latest YouTube video, which is all linked in the episode description below. That is it for today's episode. It was so great to be back. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'm super excited for next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. Make sure that you are following us, aka myself, on Instagram at Jaws. And on TikTok, Jappy Jaws Podcast, wherever you're listening to me from, on whatever streaming platform, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, you name it, I'm on it. Please make sure that you leave a lovely rating, subscribe, review, and if you're really feeling generous and really want to be reminded constantly of when I upload a brand new episode of Jappy Jaws, click that notification button and you will be notified every single Thursday. I love you all so much and I'm so thankful for your continued support and I will see you all next Thursday. Thank you.